Hello and welcome to episode 167 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. It starts with intentionality, right? You have to have a why for your show. Like, what is it that people are going to get out of your show and be very explicit about that. And as you are doing your show or going live, that you're constantly delivering on that promise. Hello, Ian Elsa Gray here on episode 167 of the Confident Live Marketing Show. In today's episode, we're asking the question, why live video? Some people are saying that live video is dead. Others are saying it is not, it's evolving. But in 2022, 2023 and beyond, why should we be embracing live video? Well, we've got a guest on today, the amazing Grace Duffy. Let's get on with the show right now. Welcome to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Helping you level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of confident live video. Optimize your mindset and communication and increase your confidence in front of the camera. Get confident with the tech and gear. And get confident with the content, content and marketing. marketing. Together, we can go Well, hello. Welcome to the show. Today, we're going to be talking about why live video it is time to bring in my special guest today, who is the fabulous Grace Duffy, who is the video content manager at Restream, where she oversees their live shows and growth of their YouTube channel. She is also the co-host and producer of Social Media News Live, a weekly live show and podcast that keeps you up to date on what's happening in the world of social media grace welcome to the show thank you <laughs> it's great to have you here um grace you said you were dialing in from texas whereabouts in texas i am in dallas i am in dallas texas so it's awesome. nice and uh, uh overcast today so you're working with restream and and uh Viewers and listeners to the show uh, will be very familiar with Restream. We use Restream for pretty much all of the shows. Uh, I use Ecamm Live and, and Restream together. Uh, how did you get into what you're doing? I'd love to know. I, I know a little bit about um, your background, but I'd love to, can you kind of like tell us a little bit of a potted history of how you got into what you're doing today? Yeah, completely against my will, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> Completely against my will. So I, uh, prior to Restream, I was at Social Media Examiner and I was their news person. So I would gather all the news. And then of course, Michael Selzner had his news show. And I joined the, I was writing this article for their blog about all the weekly news. And then it just was like, well, why don't we do that together? So I started producing the show, the live show. And then eventually over time, he was just like, well, you know, he went on to you know, do other things. He launched, you know, he had his other show, he had other projects and he was like, well, we really need a host. And he brought on like, well, you know, he had a, a bunch of like co-hosts. And so at that point, like Eric Fisher took over and he, Eric Fisher needed a co-host and like, Grace, you should do it. And I said, I don't want to. Uh, and they said, well, you should. And Eric will deny this, but he was just like, well, it's kind of your job now, so you need to do it. So I strapped myself in, got these headphones that are hardwired into the computer so that I don't get up and wander off, and uh, a chair with solid arms, and I just pressed live and started doing it. So, but the thing is, like, I'd already been producing the show for a while, so I already had an idea of the cadence, how to, you know, Eric and I, of course, got along so well, and then eventually, like, Jeff C took over, and so now Jeff C and I have our own show, and after I left uh, Social Media Examiner, I started working for Restream as their live video person and, um, or live video, like, producer, co-host, manager, I don't know. I don't know. When you work for a tech startup, like your title doesn't even matter. You're just like, uh, <laughs> is there a, is there a spill in the laundry room or the kitchen? Like you should go clean it up. You know, like titles don't even, I, I think in this industry, you're just used yeah. to doing everything or you have that expectation of doing everything. So that was kind of the way that I, um, uh, I guess, uh, stumbled my way into, uh, my life in front of the camera and I still feel weird about it. <laughs> To this day. Well, it's, I, I love I love what you say that. And you use the word stumbled because I think so many of us have stumbled into this. You know, I was very much the reluctant live video guy. It sounds like you were reluctant as well. You said you were reluctant, but... I was. You, you, you've you've embraced it very much now. It It's easier, presumably, than it was, but it's still something. Do you still feel nervous doing it? I think... Unless you are a complete 
sociopath, you get a little nervous before you go live, I think, you know, oh, maybe that's not fair to say. But like, I think everyone gets a little nervous. Like, I had dreams last night about doing the show that I woke up, I was like, Oh, I'm done with the show. And I was like, No, it's still in five hours. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, isn't it? Like, I have this feeling that I'm both excited, like I was, I was genuinely excited to chatting with you on this show. Um, But I also had this kind of feeling of it sounds really bad to admit this, but almost like a f- slight feeling of trepidation because it's been like a week and a half since my last show. I was worried oh. about things going wrong and all this kind of stuff. And then, uh, and then, of course, like as soon as I press go live, and like at the moment, I'm like, I'm thoroughly enjoying this and chatting to you, and ev- yeah. ev- everything's great, it, despite things going wrong. So, like, it, it is weird what goes on in our heads. A lot of it is mind. It's the whole mindset side of things, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And then, of course, my my thing, as you well know, is that I prepare. I prepare and I prepare and I prepare. And I think that's the producer in me is like, I always have like detailed run of shows and just, you know, and even though I do that, like they still go off the walls and it's okay because I have, I, so that's how I deal with it is I just prepare, create runs of shows, research endlessly. And I think you can get caught up doing that. But once you go live, it's just like, this is happening. We're just having a conversation. And then I did not actually feel nervous about talking to you because, you know, we're such good friends. So this just feels like a conversation, which is the beauty of live video, because this really is. And we've got our lovely people in the chat. We've got all our friends supporting us. And then I'm just here with you. So, you know. Yeah, I think that and I, I would always say like if you're getting started with live video, don't try and do like it solo, because from a tech point of view, maybe it's slightly easier doing a solo show. But it's it just feels a lot. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's it feels a lot less natural just talking to yourself. Although some people love talking to themselves. I'm just going to bring in though, I love this from Jeff, saying, what are you talking about? Grace on my show is always perfect, not. Oh my God. Uh, got- uh, were you there when uh, he oh, was yeah. in a hotel? Jeff was in a hotel. Oh, I have to tell this story because I love it. So Jeff was traveling and we've been spending weeks like preparing for this, you know, we lined up the guests and everything. And he had this wonderful setup. He shared it on Instagram. And the minute we go live, the hotel out of Jeff's control started jackhammering outside his 12th floor window as we were, as we were doing the show. And it would literally, and it did not stop the whole time. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, I think we, we've all got stories like that. Um, I, I think, was it Amanda Robinson was on my show? And the first yeah. time Amanda was on the show, we, I had a power cut. Uh, and then the second time it was, yeah, the internet went down. So, and yeah. it was Amanda each time. So these, these things happen. These things happen to us. Uh, Chad Ia Peterson is in the house. So we're in for some trouble here. Uh, but he oh says, God. I flipping love that teal wall. So there you go. You got a, you got a fan. I have a fan. <laughs> you have a fan. And Chad also says, we will be passing through Dallas late morning or lunchtime tomorrow. So, so Dallas is the place to be. You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Looks like it's time for something completely nutty. known each other for, for years and years and years. And I always like to ask uh, the guests who I who I do know um, where we first met. And I know it was social media marketing world, but um, I think, you know, it was you can even more, more. Specific, Yeah, It was more specific than that. It was on an aircraft carrier. I forgot what it's called, but we used to have that opening night party at, on that aircraft carrier. And I remember meeting you there and I met Jeff and I met Elisa Meredith at the same time. And there was some random photo of us somewhere on Facebook where we could not have looked more disinterested in one another, but I'm sure both of us were just nervous. It's just like, it's so funny. And I was just like, oh, I wish I, like we'd looked at the cameras anyway. So it was just that moment. But yeah. I do remember the first, con- like one of the first things I asked you because I was really, I was really impressed with you. I was so like, oh my gosh, it's, it's like Ian Anderson Gray. And, and I remember asking you about, because remember I was behind the scenes at this point, I wasn't in front of camera. I wasn't like, I didn't have my own 
blogs or any, or I did at some point, but like, I remember asking you how you felt about people asking you questions and challenging you on things you were saying. And you're just kind of like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like that's, I guess that's just part of it. And I was like, well, that would, I, that, I remember that be, being like, I was so nervous about like being asked something that I didn't know the answer to. And now here I am. And that's what I do for a living is like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Isn't that funny? No, I don't remember. I don't remember that conversation, but I do remember like chatting to you on the US. I think it's the US Midway. Is that right? Yes. The Midway. Yeah. Yes. Midway. Sorry. And I, I really miss that. Uh, the, I just loved that so much being uh, that, that party there. And I think that, I think that photo probably showed us we were so like engrossed in a deep conversation that we're probably scowling at each other because we we're <laughs> concentrating so hard. So I think that was probably part of it. Um, but yeah, that, I, that, that was fun. I just remember that asking you about like how you felt about being put on the spot. And then here we are doing this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because I think, I think, uh, I, I love questions and I, Actually, I think when people ask you a question that makes you think, I think that's great. But it's how people ask the question. Some, sometimes people can ask you it in a quite an aggressive way. And mm -hmm. that's not, I don't think that's helpful. I don't think anyone of, any, any of us like that. But I think questions that make you think and make you challenge things are good. Like, like the question we're asking today, why live video? You could ask that in different ways, couldn't you? You could, like, yeah. that could be quite a positive thing. But I also want to frame it in a way uh, that answers people's fears and problems because a lot of people well I wouldn't say a lot of people but some people are saying well live is live video going away is this something we should be thinking about anymore um so that's what we're going to be talking about so I think you've answered the qu the next question I was going to ask you was can you remember your first live video experience and I think you've you've already said that because you were kind of roped into it yeah. um so so I so I don't think we need to go on to that but let's Let's, I want to ask you the question, isn't live video dead? You know, what would you say to people who are saying, well, live video isn't what it used to be. You know, if you go back two or three years ago, people were getting, loads of people were watching live and the numbers have gone down. A lot of people are saying that, that it's changed. Is Facebook live dead? Um, what would you say to people who are doom and gloom about that? I'd be like, have you interneted in a while? Like, oh my God. Like, I think live video is not dead. I think it's evolved. And I think with all things, as people have gotten used to it, like the novelty has gone away, perhaps. And now we just have a higher expectation of what a live video is. So gone are the days where you can just get on the camera, get on Facebook Live and be like, hi, hi, everyone. We're about to get started. Like, no, you have an intro, you have a guest, you have like, you, the hook, you've got the you know description, you have all those things lined up. And uh, because there's so much more pressing on people's times, and also every platform has some sort of live video component to it, doesn't it? So I remember Facebook, was it 2015 that where Facebook Live came out? So it was like, it wasn't that long ago. But I guess in the life of the internet, that was forever ago. And since then, we have gotten like, Periscope and Vines. And now my kid's favorite thing is to watch YouTube videos of old vines, <laughs> you know, and then we've gotten like TikToks and, um, you know, with that, that has a live component as well. So I don't think it's live. I think it's gotten, um, it feels harder to get that audience because we're just so uh, distributed, but there's still an audience there for live. It's just leveled up and the abilities. And then also, I mean, I remember doing a live video and relying on Jeff to set up the Wirecast to go to all these multiple platforms. And if and then I remember as a producer monitoring all the platforms that was like so sucking up all my bandwidth, like monitoring YouTube and Facebook and getting all the comments there, putting them into a um a Google Doc that the host would then read because that's how we share it. And now we have with multi-streaming platforms like Ecamm and with Restream, all of our comments are right here. We're streaming to all these platforms seamlessly or feeling seamlessly. And um, and for that, we're just, we're in so many other places where you had to, um, that's another thing is you used to like, oh, you, we used to use, what is it, Blab or another platform. There's another one. Jeff can remind me of this one where you had to log onto this other website to like, to find our live show. And now it's like everywhere. So I don't think it's dead. I think it's just evolved. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think that that's so true. With anything in the world of marketing or social media, you can't just stay where you are. If you don't evolve, you will 
effectively die. And so I think that's with live video and things have changed. I think things are so much easier because you were mentioning Wirecast and I've got nothing against Wirecast as a, as a, as a tool. It's just when I set up my shows, I would probably have to spend like 45 minutes beforehand trying to set it all up and and then yeah. multi-streaming was was a nightmare it's so much easier now um but and maybe people are just people people i think coming out of the pandemic are maybe a little bit uh want to go outside into the real world but that does not mean that live video is dead because of course it turns into a replay and you can repurpose it and that's what we do on this this show as well so um jeff c says i'm still wanting to meet grace yeah um uh, so um, there we go. I don't want to point this out, but Jeff and I are hardly ever in the same place in person together. So make of that what you will. <laughs> I mean, you're in the same state, but it would be Texas, so um, which is yeah, like yeah. the biggest state. Is it the big? It is the biggest state, isn't it? Alaska's the biggest. Oh, state, Alaska's the biggest actually, state. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so if you go to Alaska, they'll it'll they have t-shirts that say "bigger than Texas," which is really funny. And yeah. Texans don't like it when you bring that up. But landmass okay. wise. Then yeah. we get into this whole like, but people wise, and I'm like, then that's California. But anyway, sorry. Let's, yeah, <laughs> let's move on. Well, I think I think we've answered the question that live video is not dead; it's evolved. So, like, why should we be embracing live video now in 2022, 2023, whenever we're listening to this? Why should we be embracing that? Because I hear this from so many people that live video, they see it as attractive and they kind of understand some of the whys but it's just so hard grace like i, I feel scared I like it's is it worth the effort whereas i could just produce a blog i could produce a, a youtube video why do i have to go live well i would love to put this back onto your audience here and while i'm answering the question from my point of view i'd love to hear what they like about live video so if mm. you could drop in the comments what you love about, what is it about live video? Because here you are watching us live. What do you love about it? What do you like about it? And yeah. Facebook user here uh, says it's in the interaction if you know and you know. Yes, of course, because right now I'm talking to Facebook user. I'm sorry Facebook is being dreadful and not letting us know who you are. I'm sure I'll find out who you are but um, afterwards. But like, um, yeah, so here I am. we're having a, this live interaction where it's not just you and me, and it's not just you and the topic or me and the topic. It's you, me, and then the rest of this beautiful audience here. And then there's also going to be follow-up interaction with the replay audience and then your podcast audience. And so to answer your question, I think live video works and it works really well, and it's worth it when it's part of a larger content strategy. So you mentioned your blog and this podcast and your, you know, the ability to take this broadcast and make into sound bites or clips. I don't, I don't know that I make good sound bites because I talk forever. But some people are really good. Some people that we've had on our own show are really good about talking in these like thirty second increments. It is a skill and a talent, uh, and those are easy to repurpose. Um, someone like me probably needs a lot more editing. So it's just that if you take this one piece of content. Now, it is a lot of work. It is a lot of work to set this up, to schedule it. I think we scheduled this a month ago and then, you know, went back and forth with planning and everything. But here we are doing this. And from this one piece of content, I think the stat is like you could create thousands of other pieces of content, because if you take all the different um, types of posts you can have on Facebook, for instance, that's a lot. And then YouTube, um, we're currently embracing a strategy with our own live shows over at Restream where we'll interview someone really amazing and we'll write the run of show, the show notes on different clips we want to get, like different insights we want to get from our particular guests, depending on what they're doing and where they're going. And then we um, we take highlights of those. We take audiograms. We have quotes and those are being distributed across our social media channels. And that's just one video one video that we made and it just created a month's worth of content so and i know a lot of our friends are really into batching content i know kelly marabella that's what she teaches jasmine sar that's what she teaches and so uh sensibly you could take this one piece of content and create months of months of other content with it right if you um you know if you plan properly so again i think live video is important as as well as long as it supports your bigger content strategy yeah, love that. It's not about being lazy. It's about being intelligent and creating so much content from from uh, live video. And live video is, is great, I think. And you covered, I think, pretty much all of this in that <laughs> it's great to like 
you're you're having it you've got a community of people that you're engaging with and we've got a live community here and then it's this content hub that you they then repurpose in, into all these different types of content which is great uh so it's Anna who is Facebook user or certainly one of the Facebook okay. users. So hi, Anna. It's great to have you here. We're sorry we can't see your name. If you go to confident.live forward slash show my name, hopefully that will work, although we we don't know. Uh, and um, I don't know whether this is Anna or somebody else who's saying the tech fails are even part of the charm. And I would, I would agree, even though I don't like when it happens. <laughs> Um, and uh, Chad says in my experience live creates the closest communities would you agree with that Grace I do Mm. I would I I imagine so I think so and I mean I know that we just came out of this great panini and uh we (laughs) trying to avoid (laughs) you getting banned and so like we um yeah, I, I think there's this idea that we have been star we're starved for human interaction. But the thing is, like human action never ended, like for us, right? We've always lived our lives online and like here you are, like we've maintained this great friendship and we've probably seen each other what? Three times in our friendship, you know? <laughs> like we've uh but you know, we've interacted and we you know, and that has all come because like I've gotten to know you from your videos and you've gotten to know me from my video from my live videos. And I mean there's several people I mean, just even in the world of social media, there's several people that I have never met in person, but I know about their dog and that their husband is a chef and that they went to culinary school and like, you know, all this stuff. And I think that it's just these things come out uh, when you have this experience of being together. And oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of good comments here about like, I think it's the intimacy of live that feels far more intimate. That's true. Mm, That's Um, from Laura, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. And then what, what, there was another one. It's all about the engagement and making Ian sweet. Because Ian is already sweet. came <laughs> that way. The comment section and then the interaction. So I think the answer is right there that it really, oh, it's Tim. Uh, it really is this, this interaction and the ability of like, you know, we had a plan for what the show is going to be, but then we have our, um, you know, our audience here that is, or that is uh, putting in their comments and their questions and interacting with us. So yeah, so so true. I love this. Uh, the, yes, the panini, the panda, all the code <laughs> names. <laughs> Do you know, I hadn't even thought about that. I just, I, I just. I just let it all out, but I, sh- I sh- shows you do have to be careful. Um, oh well, yeah. The other yeah. thing, yeah, the other thing I really like about live video is that not only does it meet people where they're at, like literally, like Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, it's also uh, reaches people. Um, it also reaches people where where they feel most comfortable. So there are many people who are probably watching this in the background and experiencing it as a podcast, even though this is a live show and it's going to be a podcast. There's some people that are just listening because they hear they they learn better when they hear. There are people that are more visual and tactile and they want to just do the things with you as you're doing them and ask you questions as you're doing it. Um, you remember Jeff's. Uh, carving show, right? <laughs> like his, his wood carving show that he did and that everyone requests all the time. I told him that on our show, he should replace me with a wooden uh, gnome because <laughs> that was by far his most popular co-host. But even that was just like, uh, you know, there were people that were watching it to learn how to wood carve. I just had it on the background because it was just so soothing and calming and it was just funny and you got to just listen to Jeff chatting away and it was and there was something wonderful about that. Um, also, there's a lot of people that are more like they learn things. They're more visual. And sure, you can anything that you do a live show about, you can write in a blog post, you can put in a book. But, you know, for a lot of people, reading isn't their favorite thing. Maybe it's hard for them. Maybe they just don't like it. And so having a video and getting that content really quickly or being able to zoom in and exactly what they need and, and have that conversation with you is also very impactful. So I really think that it's it's probably more inclusive Mm. than any other form of content because it reaches people wherever they are right in the in the in the way that they learn i think it's such a great comment that about it being meeting people where they're where they're at and and they, they don't i don't think with see with live video you don't have to consume the content just with live video. You mentioned that some people are consuming this like they would consume a podcast. They might be doing the washing yeah. up. 
and they're not actually watching. They've got the, their phone to the side and, they're, and they're, they're getting on with stuff as they walk around the house. And it's actually interesting. I was talking to my wife about that and she, she really likes the, she's really been getting into audio books. And then I talked to her yeah. about podcasts. And, and then I said, well, you know, you can like watch a YouTube video or watch a live video and not actually have to watch it. You can get on with other stuff at the same time. And if you repurpose this into a podcast, then it can be a podcast. And it, obviously you can repurpose this into a blog post. And I think I haven't been able to do any major, like big research on this, but I'm pretty sure that my podcast listeners, and if you listen to the, if you're listening to the podcast, I'd love to know from you, do you also watch this? Do you kind of like flit between the two? Because I think a lot of people do, um, because sometimes you want to re-listen to it on a podcast, you might be driving, but sometimes you want to actually get involved with the show and ask questions and be there live and be part of the community. Um, do you think that's the case? I mean, in your experience? Yeah, I think so. And mm. it's, uh, it's really fun. Because as you're talking about that, I found this podcast that's about celebrity novels or celebrity biographies, right? And I and it's these two young women and they and they analyze celebrity biographies, people by like like Jessica Simpson and like Matthew McConaughey, like the like the um biographies or autobiographies they've been writing. And I discovered them because of a live TikTok they did where they were just talking about little clips from the books that they read. And so it just drove me into their podcast. And they also have a YouTube channel. And um, I just got really sucked into their world because I just happened to catch them on TikTok, right? I happened to catch their video and it drew me into this other thing that they were doing. And I don't really know if like, they work with the publishers or what it is, but it's just an entertaining show about something seemingly frivolous, but yet the most important thing in my life, apparently. <laughs> It These celebrity weird, biographies. It? It's weird, isn't it? But you, you, you. This is the other thing that you said. You, you. I mean, we've only seen each other in person three or possibly four times. I mean, it was. Yeah. I think we first met met in twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen. So it's it's been yeah. a few times. But like, yeah. we know each other. You'd think that we wouldn't know each other very well, but like through live video, through our chats on Zoom and, and other things, you know, we know each other really well. And I think you can get to know people really well from live video because this is like, and I want to bring in Laura's comment here, watching on LinkedIn. Thank you for your comments, Laura. People are far more forgiving when it's live too. It feels like a, a snapshot of the real creator, not the curated version that's far more engaging. And and I think that is so true, Laura, because so many of us have this awful flaw and it's called perfectionism. <laughs> We're trying to create perfect stuff that actually, I don't think people want perfect. And live video has two big advantages. First of all, it means that as a perfectionist, you have to come to the conclusion that live video is not part about being perfect. So you actually just get on and create the stuff. And also the person watching actually gets more of the real person, flaws and all. Would you agree with that, Grace? Oh, absolutely. It's really mm. hard to hide. <laughs> you know, I was, I was, as I was preparing for our interview today, I was talking to my husband about what he likes about live video. And he was telling me, he, you know, he's in gaming and he used to be in film. And he's always just like, I love watching it for like the, the things that might slip out. Right. So when he's like a, an actor in a, a Marvel movie, like, you know, you want to watch the live interviews because they might let something slip about like the next movie. And I was like, I don't know that that necessarily happens in my world. <laughs> you know, like. I might slip and say something about restream, right? But uh, yeah, so there's also there's that kind of audience that wants to like catch those slip ups and catch those things live, you know. So, um, but I think that it's it's uh, yeah, it's it. Chad puts it it's perfectly imperfect, right? It's that candor, that spontaneity that you never know what someone's going to say, you never know what's going to come out, or uh, yeah. So I think that that's what people like about it, or some people like about it. Yeah, I mean, not not everyone likes live video, uh, you know, that, and that's fine. But but once you've created live video, you can repurpose it into a podcast or into a blog or whatever it is. And so I think it's like no excuse. <laughs> so like, what should our <laughs> what should our strategy be? So we've I think we've given some like really good reasons. I think you've given some like amazing reasons about why we should be embracing live video. But as we move on, uh, you you talked about live video having evolved and and I would you agree first of all that it's not enough anymore just to turn up uh press go live and 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 then 
finish it and that's it. I mean, things have evolved. So what, what should we be thinking about as we uh, move forwards? Well, I think it starts with intentionality, right? You have to have a why for your show. Like, what is it that people are going to get mm. out of your show and be very explicit about that. And as you are uh, doing your show or, or, or uh, you know, going live that you're constantly delivering on that promise. So, you know, if you are like today, we talked about like why live video. So we constantly have to deliver on this promise. And so the way I look at it is that you earn every 30 seconds with the last 30 seconds. So, <laughs> so you have to continue to like, you know, cater to that audience, cater to their needs, cater to what it is that you want to share, what it is that they're going to get out of it. And when you center your audience or your intended audience, over yourself, I think it makes for a more meaningful live video experience that people are going to keep coming back for. So as you continue to, I know we talk about this a lot about serving your community, serving community, but I think it really comes down to even those minor details as you're planning your show of like, what questions do people really have about this? What what are they going, what do they want to know? What do I want them to get out of this? And then um, I think I'm pretty transparent about this. When we invite someone on our show, Social Media News Live, it's usually because I want to learn something. <laughs> so it's like like we had uh, Liz Wilcox on about uh, email marketing, copywriting, and that's uh, something that I really wanted to work on. And so it ended up being this really fruitful show because not only was I, you know, we were highlighting her and being generous, you know, wanting to be generous uh, to our audience about highlighting what they want, but it was also because like she had something valuable and I was into it. Yeah. I, I think that's absolutely fine. I think it's having your reasons, knowing why you want to embrace live video. Uh, and I also love what you said about uh, it being about your audience. Your audience have to come first. And, and this is this is why mindset is so important because so to begin with, I think we have to get ourselves out the way, don't we? Because we're, we're trying yes. to be perfect. We're worried about our background and our lighting not being good enough. You know, and I'm, we were laughing about that before we started recording. You know, we're, uh, I'm, I'm constantly thinking about, oh, I need to improve that. And honestly, it doesn't matter, does it? Like if you're watching live now, if you're listening, do you really care? Like, w- would it be nice if I had a little light or something behind me? Would it make all that difference? Not so sure, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, but we funny we we do get uh, get stressed about those things. Well, it's the things we can control to level set the things we can't control, like the tech issues or the book of faces shutting us down because we besmirched their name. So. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's let's not go. Let's not use that word no. on the show. But so what? What are your what are your reasons for going live, Grace? I'd be really interested. I've just I've just got my. Uh, planning documents up here. So listen to how organized I am. And I've got in here what my reasons are and all this kind of stuff. And I'll, I'll share that, share those. I want to hear in, your in reasons. I want to hear, I want to hear your reasons first. What are oh, your reasons? Because you've been doing this way longer than I have. Tell me what your reasons are. I've got my themes. So uh, these are the themes of the show. So uh, the first one is camera confidence, mindset and presentation. The second is tech and gear confidence. And the third one's content marketing confidence and my promise to my audience. So let's see how, how good I've been on this one. This is going to be quite scary. Challenging, encouraging and practical tips on how to level up uh, your impact authority and profits through the power of live video. Uh, This will be a holistic approach. um, And my aim is for this to be a fun, but no fluff podcast and we'll be avoiding pseudoscience and woo woo stuff and give you practical tips on how to break down the barriers of a lack of confidence in front of the camera. But anyway, let's go on to my reason. So why am I launching this show? Number one, brand awareness. So that's for me as a confident live video expert to promote my products. Um, this is, by the way, not in, in any particular order here. The next one is to build relationships with guests and sponsors. And I've not written in there, but it's kind of like reminds me of what you said. Also to learn stuff so I can pick people's brains for free. Um, and to use to repurpose to YouTube, Facebook Live, blog posts. And so, so it's the whole repurposing side of things. So that's what I've got written down there. And I just also, before we go on to you, Grace, and I'd love to know what you think about this. Uh, Facebook user says... Uh, responsible repurposing. Um, and I yes. think that's really important. So, um, because I want to know more about, 
I want to know more about responsible repurposing. Yeah, I want like to know about that. Responsible recycling or something like responsible well, energy usage. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of interested to know. I mean, I have my views on that because I think it's so easy just to kind of just to do it really quick and quick and nasty. So just like, I don't know, just like, let's take a quick snippet out there and post it everywhere. I think you have to think about, you have to put a bit more thought into it. I think I try and go back and like, for, for example, in today's show, I know already, Grace, that you've said some things that are absolutely fantastic. And I want to just take those out and post those on Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. In fact, I've got a button on my stream deck, which I've forgotten to use today, which I can click and it allows me then to create a timestamp that will remind me for later. And I've forgotten to do that today. But anyway, um, so I think, yeah, responsible repurposing. How about you, Grace? What's, uh, what, what's your why? What are your reasons? I am a naturally curious person. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a data gatherer and an input gatherer, and it's probably not a surprise how I ended up being a news producer because it's, just, it's that endless gathering and getting the information. But mostly, like, I love talking to other people. I love getting their ideas. And I think when I engage with other people, you and I were talking about this prior to the show, about being an external processor. That's someone who... You know, you have your ideas in your head, but they have to come out, right? And it's only when you talk to someone else about it or you engage with that idea in a conversation form and in some sort of dialogue that it really comes into fruition. And that's very much what I am like. I, I think that ideas come to my head, but it's not until I talk about them with someone else or I hear their input on it that it really crystallizes, that it really mm. uh, goes out there. So for me, it's about that. I know that interaction, the human interaction and connecting people and connecting ideas. And I've always been drawn to that idea of using technology to connect ideas to bigger things, right? To, mm. you know, know whether that is, oh, this might be woo-woo. <laughs> this might be too woo-woo, but like, <laughs> and I'll have to leave the show. Good thing I like, <laughs> you know, just press the off button. But, um, you know, it's just, it's a, that, that, thing that connects you to the rest of the world and that idea that you can, one, have two ideas in your brain at the same time, two contradictory ideas. And so although you might not agree or you might not see it the same way, that those two things can exist in the same universe and many other things can exist in the same universe. And I love those ideas and that openness. And I think the more that we connect and and talk to each other and be real with another, one another, the better it is for all of I was like, I, I, I feel like we should be singing Kumbaya and holding hands across the camera, Ian, because I've just gone woo-woo on you. But to me, it's just about that bigger, um, you know, you're doing the show on Confidence Live, but I think it's about a bigger connection. It's about a, yeah. it's about yeah. relating these big ideas, but in a small scale. That's that's not woo-woo at all. So I, I, I agree with you. I, I'm, I'm a very curious person as well. And I love getting kind of all deep and thinking about these things. And uh, I do believe in that connectivity side of things too, um, that it all, it does connect us all. I, I don't think that's woo-woo. If you start to talk about the universe and things like that, maybe that's getting a bit woo-woo, but I, I, I think that's, I think that's um, so, so true. And, and I, I love, I love that part of live video. Um, so uh, <laughs> I'm just laughing at what Jeff's, this is the problem when you get your friends commenting. I, I do irresponsible repurposing. <laughs> No, he really don't, does. Jeff. He, he's, he does, he does. he's putting himself down. And um, oh, Laura says, oh, I want to see your planning doc te uh, template. Yeah, I, I can share that, I think. Uh, somebody says, I don't know who this is. <laughs> Ian is a lovely human. I don't know why I'm laughing at that. I, just, <laughs> I shouldn't. It's a nice comment. It's a nice comment. It is. And, you are a lovely human. <laughs> Uh, and so uh, you all have leveled up audio and so forth. So, you know, you are ready. So yes, great. So I have talked about this on the, on the show before, but what I always recommend that people do is that they have, uh, just put a planning document together and Grace, I think you'll be impressed because I know you are ultra organized. I'm not, I'm not. So just to say, I'm not usually that organized, but this document that I'm sharing on the screen, and by the way, if you're listening to the podcast, don't worry, I will just quickly go through it. Now, this changed everything for me. This has allowed me to be consistent and have a podcast every single Friday since May, 2019. Without this document, I wouldn't have done that because uh, yeah, I give up easily. So I've got a summary 
of what the show's about. I've got the audience, who I think my audience is. And I probably need to update this because, by the way, this is flexible. I think you're, and Grace, would you agree that your reasons why is flexible? It will change over time, do you think? The reasons why I go live or the yeah. reasons why I do it? Yeah, I think so. It depends. Uh, um, no, I think ultimately, like, I am just, I, I am a naturally curious person, but I also think that you should evolve and pay attention to what, where the conversation is going and, you know, or where the bigger conversation, not the immediate conversation is going. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I guess you should evolve. You should be open to change. And I think that there is a, there is a certain personality type that likes ri the rigidity and the assurance, and you have to let a little bit of it go wild. You have to let a little bit of your show go wild, I think. <laughs> That's so true. There's a, there's a really cool kids book. I don't know if you've heard of it called Mr. Tiger Goes Wild. And it's about... <laughs> I'll have to find it, but basically uh, it's Mr. Mr. Tiger lives in this really rigid city and there are these conformities. Mm. They all have to wear suits and they have to do everything very properly. And he, but he, he's frustrated and then he ends up going completely losing it and being banished off into the wild where he goes off and frolics for like a whole month. But then he misses people and he comes <laughs> back and he realises that things have changed slightly and... People aren't people aren't conforming quite as much, so he had made more of an impact, and he starts to feel fit it, that he's fitting in. I don't know why I talked about all of that, but it just kind of reminded me of that story. So you have to like you know you have to go wild a little, right? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit wild. So I I think coming back to the uh, where's my button? Going going back to this, I think you're right. I think I think having your core reasons for going live, I don't think that will change. But I think over time, yeah. some some of the like smaller things might change, and you might develop new ones as well. So we've got the audience. Uh, then a little bit about me. So just what what a this is kind of a, you allowing to brag about yourself because sometimes in our darkest moments we can start to kind of doubt ourselves. So I think it's important to in those times to have that. Uh, then I've got my intro and outro, my themes. So I always recommend having three themes to your show. So, you know, makes it a lot easier to know what you're talking about. Uh, and then I've got the promise of what I'm going to do, uh, what the show is about and what I'm wanting to do for my audience. And then my reasons at the bottom there. So that that's basically what that is. Um, that's my that's my plan. I uh, hope you're impressed. So... <laughs> I am impressed. <laughs> no, I actually like Ian has done. I've, I've worked with Ian on, on on live show productions before. So I was kind of like, yeah, that's Ian. That's how he does. You know, just uh, I use a spreadsheet, actually. Well, a doc like that, but I use it as a spreadsheet. And on one side I have because I'm usually doing it with someone else. I have cues. I have like the, the content, the talking points, and then the other side, like the tech cues. So like bring up this comment, drop this link. And so I, I have it written out as a, as a spreadsheet looking thing. And then at the top is when we're doing videos, like the hook, the description, the audience, and then I do all the SEO planning. So the title, the, um, description, and I run that through, um, you know, a to some tools to just make sure that it ranks well. And then the key, then our, our tags, and our key links, and just make sure that we're hitting that. But for the most part, the, the emphasis is always on the talking points, keeping it on schedule. And I don't think I would do a show without that. I think that is, but I interviewed someone the other day that was like, I don't want to know any of that. Just, just get me on camera. <laughs> and it ended up being, uh, well, he was a guest. I was the host. And so it ended up being like this really amazing conversation and he kept hinting at this project that he was doing and even though it was off the script i was like okay what is this project you're doing and his whole body lit up he unplugged himself was running around his office gathering all his like action figures and toys and different things he wanted to show me about this new project and it was just like so yeah that was a moment where like even though we had this really structured I plan it just went completely off the rails but it ended up being the best show ever because he was talking about something that he truly genuinely loved and it wasn't this buttoned up thing and i love that i can uh, live video allows you to do that can you imagine doing that on like a television production like for the bbc they'd probably like oh my gosh you're a queen calling you like what are you doing <laughs> like, that's so funny yeah i think i think maybe it depends on like the, there are different live shows so we've got this type of live show which is an interview, uh, but then you've got kind of more community-based live shows as well. But I always yeah. think it's good to have a plan. I think particularly at the start when you don't necessarily know what you're doing, 
over time, as you get more confident, maybe you can be a little bit more flexible with that. But I still think having a plan is important because we're like, what if things go wrong? What if your guest doesn't turn up? What if you don't have anyone in the audience who are asking you questions? You need to have some kind of like fallback, I think. Happened to us before. Yeah. That's happened to Jeff and I before where our guests, uh, you know, through no fault of his own, really, like just got the time was wrong. The time, there was a time uh, snafu and he just, like missed us, he felt terrible about it, right? I think that's happened a few times. And because we had that plan, because we knew what we wanted to talk about, because we had already thought through like what angle did we want to go and we could rely on an experience, it ended up being fine. Our guests always showed up at halfway through and we would do the show with them and it turned out, uh, it always turned out fine. But it was because of that, you didn't have that moment of shock and terror. I mean, th the first time it happened, it probably did. But after that, you're just like, oh, okay. So, and it also helps to have like, you know, we actually had an opportunity where we had one of our regular uh, um, audience members. We just got them to hop on. We sent them the link and said, hop on. So we ended up interviewing him randomly <laughs> and it ended up being a delightful experience. So, you know, just it's always good to have some sort of backup plan or yeah. a joke or a story. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I'm thinking, I have a joke every week in my in my newsletter. I'm thinking about having a, a joke in these shows, although like that might be the quickest way to get rid of your live audience. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We've got loads of comments, which is great. And um, so I'm sorry we can't see your name. Um, I don't know whether this is Anna or somebody else, but uh, saying you, so you want to repurpose tailored to the platform and with the clips that you are on screen and not just grabbing stuff that is not yours, tempting though it is. So I'm not quite sure what you mean by that last bit about grabbing stuff that's not yours. Obviously that's important. Um, but yeah, I think with the, with these shows, what I tend to do is I tend to highlight my guest or if it's a solo show, I, I will take a little snippet of what I've said. And so I'll be doing that uh, today. Um, also asks, can you place Grace's Book of Faces handle so we can follow her? Can you tell us uh, your handle on the Book of Faces and other platforms where you tend yeah, to hang out? Yeah, it just out? says, it's just Grace Duffy. I was like, I was a, I was an internet pioneer. So I am Grace Duffy on most things, except for where I'm not. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just search for Grace Duffy. I know you're Grace Duffy. So Twitter. Twitter.com forward slash Grace Duffy. And it's probably the same on the Book it's, of the Faces and other places as well. And Instagram. Yeah. And Instagram. So, so where, where's your, like, where's your favorite place to hang out? Uh, well, it, I'm going to have to say YouTube because that's my job, right? <laughs> well, yeah, but like from a social network point of view. I think from a social point of view, it depends on what I'm doing. So I love consuming content on TikTok. I love the, I, I like the humor there. I like the culture there. I like that there's all these different, uh, they call it the side of TikTok, right? Like, so, uh, and, um, you know, my children, uh, they're teenagers, and then my husband, we're all on it. We don't have this, none of us have the same platform because of all of our different varying interests. So I like that that's a unique space. I I, most of my friends are still on Facebook and active on there. So that's where I end up spending the most time actually socializing and catching up with people. Uh, Ian, you always write such thoughtful Facebook posts. And I think I commented this the other day, uh, how you always write such thought provoking things that I always have to come back to, like after I've thought about it for a little while, you know, <laughs> so I love that. And then, uh, of course, for my day job, it's it's focused on growing the YouTube channel. So I do spend a lot of time. And working for a live streaming platform, I spend a lot of time looking at live shows, the cadence, the, you know, what works and what doesn't. So I spend a lot of time there for work. And then, of course, there's LinkedIn, which is just a fascinating place, I think, because people there are so buttoned up and the whole, you know, it's like the humble brag. It's just it's such a fun little place there over there. So I'm trying to get more into LinkedIn and making that yeah. part of my regular thing. But it's um so yeah, I've got all my different places for whatever mood I'm in. Yeah. And then of course, Instagram is where I do most of my shopping. No, actually Pinterest is where I do most of my shopping. <laughs> Come to touch. So there you go. Like pick a platform. I, you're going to have to yeah. get me into TikTok. I, 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 yeah, I can't get into it. But TikTok. you were on it. You you do content on it. You were creating I, those videos and everything. I, yeah. I kind of have, I've not been doing that for a while, but I, yeah, maybe yeah. I will. We'll talk about that another time. So I've got a question here. How do you guys capture feedback in real time so you can show visual results on screen? So I'm not sure. I would what, have to know more about hmm. that, like like what, what feedback is so in real time. So yeah. 
So, so it depends what you mean by that. Yeah, as Grace was saying, because there are different ways. What I I tend to just look at the comments, so we can get I so I can you know ask questions. We can get like a good idea just by looking at the comments. But there are tools out there that allow you to do different things. There's uh, I think it's FETV is one that mm. I've been playing around with, and you can embed that on screen, and it can give you live meters. It will actually look at your comments. So I could say, do you prefer bananas or apples? And it will then poll all the, the comments and then we'll show it live on screen, which is pretty cool. Um, I don't know whether that's what you mean. And of course, with Facebook, you've got Facebook polls as well, which can embed that on the screen. I've not really played around with it. Um, there are uh, a lot of, yeah, there are a lot of tools. I know that um, Ecamm does a good job of like being able to integrate some of those things. So like online polling, so you can get a, a temperature read on what your audience is. Mm. I usually just use comments, right? So yeah. we have a topic and then uh, most, and I think people understand like, you know, the culture, they're not just going to ask you some random question or we get very few random out of the box questions. But for the most part, yeah, we, we, uh, on the show that I do with Jeff, we prioritize our audience questions over our own. So we'll come up with, you know, some guiding questions of where we want to go with the conversation. But then for the most part, we let our audience take the lead of, of what they want to know, because that's what we're doing. That's who we're doing the show for. So uh, that's, I guess that's another way that we capture feedback in real time is just with the comments and the, and the chats. Very true. And I think it depends on how like how big your show is and, and how produced it is. Like for, for bigger shows where you have a, a huge number of people watching live, you could get an assistant to to go in and uh, like uh, post them, post kind of questions or thoughts in a Google document and you can look at that or post them on the screen. Or There's, there's loads of ways of doing it. Uh, I love this from Laura. Bananas. <laughs> I took that question too literally. <laughs> Uh, somebody says Pinterest, um, if a biz account, biz account will give you analytics, which is cool. Yep. Um, yeah. I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to Pinterest. So yeah, that's, that's, if I'm doing something or needing to get something, I go to Pinterest. So yeah, definitely. Well, we've run out of time, Grace. I can't believe oh. it. We've, uh, we, we're going to have to get you back on the show. It's, it's <laughs> simple as that. We've had, I've had well, so much fun and uh, the audience, you've been amazing watching live. Thank you so much. Uh, do check out the podcast. Uh, we, this is a podcast. If you go to iag.me forward slash podcast, you can find out uh, more about that. And if you want to follow Grace, then as we've said, she has scattered herself across all the interwebs and the social. So you can find out at Grace Duffy. Thank you so much uh, for coming onto the show, Grace. What are you, uh, what are you up to for the rest of the day? Uh, probably going back to my day job over at Restream. And then tomorrow we are having, um, I was just telling Ian about this before the show. So we, tomorrow at 10 a.m. Central, Jeff and I are doing social media news live. And we have a great guest, uh, Anthony Witt, that will be talking about the difference between coaching, counseling, masterminds, and a little bit of mentorship. Uh, and just there's been so many opportunities for coaching and, and uh, mastermind groups lately. And we're just, we want to help people figure out uh, and let's be transparent. I want to figure out what's the difference between all of those things. So catch us live tomorrow for that. That'd be awesome. Social Media News Live. Do check it out at socialmedianewslive.com. Uh, but uh, it's been great to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Grace. And uh, But we are out of time. So um, I will see you next week. We're talking about uh, productivity tools. Uh, but until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Make sure you subscribe at iag.me forward slash podcast so you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo.